0: Well, good morning. How are we doing? Everybody's doing good. Glad you're here. Glad to worship. Can we just say thank you to Heath and Kristen and Olivia, Carl and Jeremy for leading us in worship? So thankful for those guys and girls to lead um, whenever I'm in a different role. This looks a lot different here. I've got to be honest. It's much easier to stand right over here and just to sing than it is to talk to you in person. I don't know what it is, so maybe I should sing more to you. But again, my name is Chris Albrighton. I am the worship pastor here. We moved here in June of 2018 um, from Louisiana, the only other place I know. Down in the boot is what we like to call it. So, uh, grew up in Louisiana. Started leading worship a long time ago uh, on the call from our Sunday school teacher. We were in Sunday school. And our Sunday school director actually stood up and said, Hey, we want to put together a worship team. Does anybody know how to do this? I was in college at the time, knew nothing about how to lead worship or music for, in general for that reason. Uh, but we, me and a couple of buddies stood up and we were like, Yeah, we'll do it, whatever. And it's uh, a long road that led us, that led me and my family to where we are here today. And so I'm thankful uh, to be here with you. Also, I'm thankful for Daniel and Drew, my friends, my brothers who stand up here and preach the word every week. Uh, If you knew what it takes to do this, to look at all of you and relay the message of Christ and the hope that we have found in scripture, every single week it takes a ton of work. Uh, And I have a newfound appreciation for that. I've told many people that this week as I've wrestled with the text and doubted where we're going to go and then got excited about it and then doubted it again and then... Man, I'm just so thankful for Drew and for Daniel and their ability to relay the message. So, whenever you see them in the hallways, in the lobby, wherever it may be, give them a thank you as well because they deserve a lot of credit uh, for the formation that happens here. Today, we're going to talk about Behind the Sunday. We, this is our series uh, coming off of Easter and another series, why, Ga- why We Do the Things We Do Around Here. Last week, we talked about Why Gather. This week, we're going to talk about Why Do We Sing because we just sang two songs, but before we do that, we need to talk about music in general and how much it is a part of our life. So, anybody at one point in time this weekend, if you've got small kids, or maybe not, sang the song, We Don't Talk About Bruno. (laughs) Ah, yeah, lots of you, huh? It's a part of this movie that Disney put out that that song will get in your brain and it will stick there for the rest of your life. Thankfully, our family is kind of moving out of that a little bit. Uh, but we still don't talk about Bruno uh, occasionally. All right, so what about the song Eye of the Tiger? What, is, what emotion does that bring up in you? Yeah, we're getting pumped up. Take you back to Rocky, one through five, if you, or six, if you want to call that, that last one a actual Rocky movie. I don't know. <laughs> but, but we get pumped up. It's, it's, it's hype music. It's designed to get us to go do a good workout or to jump in a boxing ring and start boxing people or to run up some stairs you know whatever it may run down the beach it's the eye of you know that you know the song I mean it just gets in your brain all right so a few of us may have grown up in the church been a part of youth group in your younger days and in the 90s there was this song called Jesus Freak by DC Talk anybody remember that one (laughs) what a terrible name for a song Jesus Freak why would you put that in anyway But you turn that song, you hit the cassette or CD player back in the 90s and turn that thing on and it just changed the atmosphere of the whole room. People were getting hyped up. We were ready to serve Jesus. What would people think if they labeled us a Jesus freak, right? My point is this. Music has the power to take us back to a certain place, a certain time, and stir things and emotions in us that we may or may not be consciously aware of. So whenever you go to a restaurant, Whenever you go to the grocery store, shopping at a clothing store, they're playing music all around you, whether you knew it or not. You might not recall what the song was, but it had its purpose, and its purpose was to get you to do something, to buy the clothes, to enjoy the meal, to enjoy your shopping experience in general. Music is all around us. It also has the power to inform our minds. Anybody grow up in a church or in a family that your parents wouldn't let you listen to certain types of music. That's because they were trying to keep you from changing your thought process. They were trying to uh, keep you from that song or those lyrics of that song informing your mind in a direction that they didn't want you to go. So it was purposeful. And if you have bad feelings towards that, you need to forgive your parents right now because they had well-meaning intent on that. Music can inform our minds here. I found this article... For this blog in 2012, a long time almost, it is a decade ago now. Annette Shermer reports this, that rhythmic sound not only coordinates the behavior of people in a group, it also coordinates their thinking, the mental processes of individuals in the group become synchronized. This finding extends the well-known power of music to tap into brain circuits controlling emotion and movement, to actually control the b- brain circuitry of sensory perception This discovery helps explains how drums unite tribes and ceremonies, while armies march to a bugle or drum into battle, and while worship and ceremonies are infused by song, while speech is rhythmic, punctuated with rhythms and emphasis on particular syllables and words, and perhaps while we dance. Anybody ever tried to dance without music? It's kind of impossible. I don't know. Maybe it's not. Adam Barragata can do it without music, right? I'm kidding. I'm kidding told him I wasn't going to call him out, and I called him out. So I think we understand that music can shape us whether we know it or not. It's around us. It's in us. It's through us, all in our areas, in our radio stations, in our cars, and we play music, and we sing here. We just did two songs here that the team led us in. So why do we do that? Why do we sing? First of all, we need to define worship. Louis Giglio's definition of worship is this. Worship is our response, both personal and corporate, to God for who He is and what He has done, expressed in and by the things we say and the way we live. We quote that a lot around here. Daniel's quoted it several times in sermons. Worship is our response. And for us on Sunday morning, worship is not just singing. We, I think we understand that you can worship lots of different ways and lots of different people, things. And, but we worship God. And we express that a, a, several different ways, but when we come on Sunday morning, our primary form of worship is singing. We worship in songs, and we do it together. We sing in community on Sunday mornings. Very rare occasions will you have one person singing a song to everyone. Sometimes it happens, but the majority of the music we sing on Sunday, we sing together, so that you can hear the person to your right and to your left singing the same rhythm and the same key hopefully but even if it's not we're singing with good purpose there today i want us to look at the book of colossians the third chapter if you got your bible feel free to turn there every time i hear colossians 3 i'm reminded to set our mind on things above verse 1 and 2, we've been raised with Christ, seek the things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. We set our mind on things above, not on earthly things. That is primary and our goal on Sunday mornings, is that we're going to change our mindset through song and through reading the Word. That we quit looking around at our circumstances for a moment, for just one hour maybe, and we turn our attention to God for who He is and for what He does. I wanted to touch on that, but we're going to Go to verse 16, Colossians three sixteen and 17. It says this, Let the word of Christ dwell richly among you in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another through psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your heart. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him, Here's the writer's charge here from this book to the church of in Col- the Colossian church there. To let the word of Christ dwell richly among you. Let's look at that first. Singing is a time set aside for the word of Christ to dwell among us. In my translation it has you right there and that you is actually not a singular you. That's why I said us on the, on the slide there. It's all of us. We say down south, y'all. Y'all say it up here sometimes, too. I've heard it. But y'all, it's all of us. We're coming together. As we just said, it's a community event for us in this time. And we sing these two songs at the beginning. Daniel described it last week that we're closing the chapter of the previous week. So those two songs, if you're just now coming in or maybe you came in during the last song, recognize we do two songs, and it's a purposeful thing. We close the chapter of last week And what God had for us, the struggles we faced or the joys we had, and we said, thank you, God. And then the second song, Make Room, we're just going to open up space. It's what it was designed for. To set our hope fully on on Christ, where we just read. We change our mind from the things around us to seek things above. And that's the purpose of the first set. And we do the back half here in just a moment. We'll talk about that. And we'll worship together. We'll build unity through that. But the first thing we see is that it's a, it's a y'all thing. It's a us thing. We're doing this together. The second thing I see in there is dwell. The idea of dwelling. We can dwell on a lot of things, can't we? Maybe you dwelt on whatever happened this morning. For us, we had one kid that didn't want to come to church today. just happened. That was something we were dwelling on up until I walked on this stage. But here, this this idea of dwelling is just a little bit more than just thinking on it and mulling it over, but it's actually building a house around, setting up a room for Christ and His Word to be taught and to be marinated in our hearts here. So it's more we dwell on it more than just thinking. We set it in our heart. We change our attitude during these first two songs from whatever may have happened and dwell on the word of Christ. The second thing we see here is it's a time of wisdom teaching and admonishing one another. Look again at the back half of, or the middle part of verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell richly among you in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another. We'll pause right there and we'll cover that in just a second. But wisdom teaching and admonishing one another. Two things here. Teaching instruction, right? When you add the word wisdom to it, the Old Testament would teach us, the book of Proverbs, the wisdom literature would teach us that wisdom means to fear a healthy fear of the Lord. That word fear is hard to, to, uh, to wrap our minds around. We think that that has somewhat of a bad um, idea in our mindset, but really this is a good thing whenever we fear the Lord. When we recognize how great He is, how powerful He is, it's easier to submit to Him. It's easier to set our mind on things above when we recognize Him. He's in control. He's got all this. We don't have to worry so much. That's a healthy fear of the Lord, recognizing how big He is. He's so big. The second one is admonishing it's a warning, a reprimand, advise, or urge. Once again, we're saying, hey, whatever you brought in here, whatever struggles you may face, let's get back on track. Let's go. Let's not do what we did previously. Daniel described it to me this way this week as we were talking about that specific word. You ever been into a, a, a restaurant or at home when you had friends over and you were being a knucklehead? I know I've done this before. You were doing something you shouldn't have done, and your mom looks at you with that warning, gives you those eyes. Doesn't say a word, but gives you that warning like, you better stop what you're doing right now or this is going to go bad. For you, not me, for you. For <laughs> you. It's that. That's the admonishing thing. We're saying, hey, come on, let's, let's fix this. Let's get back on track because we got a great God. Wisdom, teaching, and admonishing. So as I said, there's three things here. Let's read it again. Um, Let the word of Christ dwell richly among you in all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Three types of songs here. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. First one we see there are psalms. They are what they are. They're in scripture here. We have 150 chapters we call the book of psalms. Many of them written by David. No, not all of them are written by David. In the writing here, these were often, often um, connected to instruments. So you sang these psalms with music, and they stirred you in one place or another. I encourage you go back we got 150 psalms you can read through one a day if you want to pick a pick a saturday to read psalm 119 it's a little bit long but you can do that two times in a year and and then some but we have the psalms and that is the words of god that is our reflection that through history of how faithful he's been a few years ago we did a, a song of ascent sunday focusing on psalms 120 to 134 these are often the the psalms that were quoted as the people would travel to go worship at the temple in the olden days it was filled with joy it was good when they said let's go to the house of the lord i lift my eyes to the mountain where my help comes from so as they were walking to church in in our, our context today they were citing these and they were getting their minds prepared already ahead of time second thing we see here is hymns If you grew up in church, the hymns were the books in front of you, right? Had Amazing Grace in there. It is well with my soul. How great thou art. There's many of them. Great, great songs. Not exactly what he's talking here. It's close. And those hymn books were designed for this purpose right here of what the writer talks about. But these hymns were often psalms as well, but they were easy to recite. You could remember them at any point in time if they said, quote this, you would just start singing that out loud. Didn't have to have m- music to it, but you could just quote it. And again, that's why the hymns were created, because they wanted it to be easily recited, that you could say amazing grace, how sweet the sound, saved a wretch like me, when peace like a river. All those songs, all those hymns. And that's what this was designed for back in this day. Quite often you can see me walking through the halls during the week and a song just hits me in the head, comes to mind, and I can't get it out of my mind, so I just start singing it. You ever done that? That's that's what we're talking about here. easy to recite, easy to remember, but still fixing our eyes on the hope that we have. The third thing we see is the spiritual songs. These are songs that maybe aren't the songs, but are accompanied with music. A new songs. Psalm 96, verse 1 and 2 says, sing to the Lord a new song. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord and bless His name. Proclaim His salvation from day to day. From now until Jesus returns, we're going to sing both old and the new. We're going to sing psalms with music, without music, without instruments, and we're going to sing some new stuff. It's my Opinion, but my hope, and I do believe this firmly, that from a creative perspective, it's great to look at the past, but the last great worship song of our time has yet to be written. I know it has. We can always look to, until he returns, we're going to be singing these songs, and there's going to be new music that pops up that's going to change our perspective on everything. More on that in a little bit. But we're going to be constantly singing this new music. Reminding ourselves of the past. And singing to the future. What binds all of it? The psalms, the hymns, and the spiritual songs is gratitude. So I ask you, did you have gratitude when you came in here today? Did you come with an attitude of gratitude? What is gratitude? Let's look at that. Gratitude is the quality of being thankful. The readiness to show appreciation for and to return to kindness. A quick Google search and you'll find that definition right there. Quality of being thankful, the readiness to show appreciation, and ready to return to kindness. So whenever you walked in the door here, what was your response? Did you come in ready to be thankful, excited to be here today to see friends, to see family? and to worship and to sing with that appreciation. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. Were you ready to show appreciation? I did that to the team at the beginning of this talk here and to Daniel and Drew just for the work that they do. It takes a lot. Have you showed appreciation to anyone lately? Very easy thing to do. People that serve you a meal, your kids just acting right. Show appreciation sometimes and say thank you, right? ready to return to kindness. Boy, that's a tough one, isn't it? Why do we need to be kind to anybody? Kindness does not win the war. If you're in a battle, you don't go to kindness first. You talk about how you're losing the battle and you rally your troops and then you, you send them out, right? Goes against what we're saying here. Kindness. It's not going to win a war. It's not going to get talked about on the news a whole lot. Why? It seems our, our culture doesn't want to be kind. It seems we don't really want to show appreciation. doesn't look like many people are thankful in our world today because so much can go wrong. But we, when we come in here and we're singing together, when we gather and when we sing, those three things are on display. The attitude, this gratitude that, that wells up in us, that we're thankful. We show appreciation. Paul closes this letter. Whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So not just singing. Whatever you're doing, this is our... If they could give a definition of worship, this is it right here. Whatever you're doing in word or deed, whether you're in the office, meeting with others, in public, wherever, baseball games, soccer games, Do it for the the Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and give thanks for it. That's a way we can live a lifestyle of worship with gratitude in our heart. So here's the the daily training. It's pretty simple today. Sing with gratitude in your heart. It's my challenge to you. We can come in here and we can sing or not sing. We can not show appreciation. We cannot be thankful. We cannot be kind. But you add that in, and it makes the church. It builds unity right here. It brings us together. So sing with gratitude in your heart. As I talked about in the beginning, songs can take you back to a certain place or time or events that happened. For me, I'll give you one example. As I said, we moved here in June of 2018. In 2019, we took a group of students to uh, college students to Passion down in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, 2019 was a hard year for our church and our staff, and even just for me individually. I was, I was wanting to tell God what He was doing wrong and what He wasn't right. Didn't have didn't have much gratitude that I talked about earlier. But I went to this conference and I was excited. It was it was a lot of hype and a lot of fun to be a part of that. One of my favorite worship artists around right now is a guy named Sean Curran and he starts introducing this song called Bigger Than I Thought and as the words began to flow out, I, I just kind of melted. It changed me. Because I, again as I said earlier, I was going, God, why would you do this and why did this have to happen and why can't we X, Y, Z and those words started flowing out the course of that is I stopped all negotiations with the God of all creation, recognizing how big he is. You're bigger than I thought you were. You're bigger than I thought you were. And then you get to the bridge of that. I will rest in the Father's hands. I will leave the rest in the Father's hands. Gave it all over. Gratitude filled my heart at that point in time. Came back here and started singing it a few times around here. It's a song we sing occasionally. Also in my office, if you go through that door, that's my office right in the middle there right behind us and on the wall there's this quote from John Piper that was given to me by a friend a while back and I'll sit down in my office quite often and on Sunday mornings and I'll just pray through this it's my hope for us here you see we got one hour together and I want this to be an impactful hour, I want this to be a chance to sing with gratitude, let's read it together I dream about a gathering of people who love the conversation, Christian Fellowship, but who for the sake of the depth of that conversation, give it up for one hour and during the organ prelude bow in unashamed earnestness of prayer that the Spirit of God might descend upon our worship and shake this place with His power. I dream of a gathered family of believers on Sunday morning as genuinely happy in God, As families are on the first day of vacation or around a big turkey at Thanksgiving or beside a Christmas tree when gifts are given out, unfettered hearts of joy free to say amen when the choir has carried us to God and when the organ praise has enthroned the king of kings or when the preacher speaks some incomparable gospel truth. I dream of an hour together where grudges melt and old festering wounds are healed in the warmth, the joy of the Lord. An hour with God where battered saints absorb the strength and power of the Lord to re enter their work revived and strong on Monday. I dream of a people gathered hungry to hear the word of God, to make a joyful noise to God of their salvation with song and organ and piano and trumpet and flutes and strings and cymbals and shouts. I dream of one hour together in such a real and unmistakable way that strangers will enter and say, God is surely in this place. Sing with gratitude in your hearts. We're going to do that in just a moment. But we're also going to take communion here. You can't really sing, you can't really take communion without having gratitude. And So deacons, if you want to go ahead and come get get in position here and get ready, they're going to pass the elements to you. And we're going to take them. We would ask you a couple things here. As the plates pass by, grab one. If you're a believer in Christ, we're thankful you're here. Join in the table at the feast here. But If you're here and, and you wouldn't say that Jesus is Lord of your life, if you have not made that commitment, we are thankful you're here. We would ask that you would just slide the plate past you and not take it. One, this means something to us for the believer. We're remembering an event that changed our life when Christ's work on the cross happened. And so just pass it by. The cracker is not that tasty anyway, so you're not really missing like a, a tasty event. Again, it's more of a remembrance. And if there are kids here who haven't made that same commitment yet, parents, let this be a teaching moment for you. What a great opportunity say this is why we take though you haven't really made that commitment yet we're working through that one day you will we'd ask they'd hold off for just a second here grab it hold on to those cups I'm going to take it come back out and we'll take it together in community and then we'll stand and sing Would you guys stay right there let me pray for us and they'll pass those out worship team can come on out and lead us in song here in just a moment Father we thank you Pause for just a moment. Let gratitude fill our heart as we sing. We come together. Say that, to Jesus, you're our redemption. You're our hope. You're our future. And in this time of remembrance, we take the body, the blood of Christ, remembrance of what you've done. May worship take place here today. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.